Hey, Vineyard Church, this is Jeff. I'm your lead pastor. So happy that you are joining us on this special Easter Sunday morning. So honored that you're inviting us into your home this morning. I hope you have your Easter in the bag. We handed a whole bunch of these out earlier in the week. But don't worry, if you don't have these, you can find everything that you want at our website. We have a digital Easter in the bag for you so you can still participate with us. As always, you can experience a whole bunch of different things on our digital platform. You can ask for prayer, you can give, you can hop in the chat and comment about what you're experiencing this Sunday. But more than anything, I just want you to know we've been praying for you. And we've been praying for this service that God's presence and love would be known to you this morning. So let's worship together. So excited to celebrate Easter this Sunday. We want to encourage you to lift your voices and sing with us. So let's sing. I was buried beneath my shame. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb till I met you. I was breathing, but not alive. And all my failures I tried to hide. It was my tomb till I met you. You called, you called my name, and I ran out of that grave.
the hallelujah in the presence of my enemies I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief I raise a hallelujah my weapon is a melody
will be on the screen behind me, but it's also in your printed program so you can follow along. And I'm gonna pray the first line and then I wanna invite you to join in praying the bold lines with me as a response. Let's make this prayer our own today. That in the waiting, we have this prayer that will join our hearts together as we lift it up to our Father. Would you pray with me? God, in this season of waiting, we quiet our souls that we may see more clearly the one our hearts long for. We ask, seek, and knock that our prayers may be answered and our longing fulfilled. We acknowledge that so much of faith life involves waiting for the voice of God to speak, for the spirit of God to move, for the fullness of your kingdom to come, for Christ's appearance on earth, for the world to be made new, for justice and peace to become ordinary, for love to become the world's motivation. We acknowledge that even as we wait, you are working, redeeming the earth, redeeming people, making all things new. As Christ waited three days in a tomb, so we wait for resurrection life. We wait in faith that you are even now giving us new life. We wait in hope for the Lord. All creation waits for the Lord. Amen.
Christ, you have risen and you stand victorious over the grave and that your work in us continues even to this day. And God, we know that you are faithful to complete the work that you start. And so today, Holy Spirit, we invite you to continue the work in us. Make us new. Make us beautiful. Make us more like you your heart in us, your character in us. Father, we would be more like you this Easter. And that as we celebrate, we celebrate knowing what you have done for us. And we celebrate knowing the hope that waits for us, the hope that can never be shaken. So risen Christ, come here among us and have your way. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in us. Amen. 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 My goodness, what a treat this morning. Well, good morning, everyone, and, and welcome to Vineyard Church again. If you're just tuning in, my name is Jeff. I'm the lead pastor here at the Vineyard, and we are so thankful to be worshiping with you this morning, so excited to celebrate Easter together right now all across our nation and in different time zones throughout the day, all across the world, the church is gathering digitally to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This Easter, we'll have memories because it's a unique way to do it, but uh, people all across the world are still celebrating that the tomb was empty. Amen? Amen. That is just awesome. It's such an awesome thing to be able to do together. And my prayer for you is that throughout this service, and really throughout your day that there will be moments where you can pause and, and reflect and honor and worship God for all that he has done for you, the way that he came to us, took our sins upon himself, took to the cross on our behalf, but didn't stay in the grave, was raised from the dead so that we could have an eternal relationship 
with God forever. This is an amazing thing to celebrate together. Well, let's start our Easter message this morning by reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 9. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He has risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the son of man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had said this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. What an amazing scripture. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for the ways that you are, have spoken to us in the past and you are speaking to us right now. I pray that you would speak through me what you wanna share with our church family this morning. I pray for everyone listening in Northern Colorado and across our nation and the world that you would speak to us about your everlasting love and the power of Jesus Christ that conquers the grave. Come and have your way in Jesus' name, amen. Well, the title for today's Easter message is Easter in the Waiting. Easter in the way. And this is, this is really all of us right now, isn't it? I mean, aren't we all waiting for a variety of things to take place? We're all in this strange in-between life phase. We're all waiting for so many things. We're waiting for life to go back to normal, whatever that's going to mean in the future. We're waiting for jobs to come back. We're waiting for restaurants to open and, and social gatherings to take place again. We're waiting for that stimulus check to finally hit our, our bank accounts or for us to be able to just open the doors of the church and worship in the same room face to face again. We're all in this season of waiting. This is something that is uniting us all across the city. But although we're all waiting, we tend to wait in different ways, don't we? And I think one of the questions that we can reflect on this morning is, how am I waiting? How are you waiting through COVID-19 and this global pandemic? How would you summarize the nature of your, of your waiting? I mean, if, if you had to summarize how you're waiting with just one word, what would it be? Would it be anxious or tired or homeschooling? Maybe your one word would be Netflix or join words together, uh, Tiger King, for instance? What would your word be? Would it be prayerful or faithful? I mean, right now in the chat section, if you wanna just go ahead and start typing in your one word, feel free to do that. We all would summarize this time of waiting in a different kind of way, but it's important to think about this. It's important because I think God is inviting us to examine how we're waiting right now how we're entering into Easter in the waiting, how we're entering into this phase of our life in the waiting. How are we positioning our hearts in this strange place of living in the in-between? You know, thankfully, we have a wonderful roadmap that's been laid out for us. We have scripture that we can go to and we can learn from other people. We can learn from other folks that had to learn how to navigate their faith in the midst of the waiting. There's tons of stories of people who had to walk out their faith in the waiting. And so we're in good company. Today, we're actually gonna look at how the disciples waited. You know, they had two really unique moments of waiting. If you think about the life of the disciple, the followers of Jesus, they had two very unique times of waiting. They waited between the death of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus. 
But then they also had the second period of waiting that was between the resurrection and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, what we would call Pentecost. They had these two different periods of waiting. And I think as we navigate the scriptures and we look at how they waited, we'll be able to pull uh, different ideas and ways that they waited and apply them directly to our lives, especially as we navigate Easter and the rest of this pandemic time together. But first and foremost, before we, we really dig in, there's one thing that you have to nail down. There's one thing that is so important to all of the information around how to wait. And that is this, that the resurrection changes how you wait. The resurrection changes how you wait. It had the biggest impact on how the disciples waited. And I think it will impact our lives as well. It's so important to understand that this morning. At first, you know, the disciples were focused on the wrong thing. They were focused actually primarily on the death of Jesus, not the promises of his resurrection. And this impacted their lives in a, in a dramatic way. They didn't wait very well when their minds and their hearts and their lives were focused on the death of Jesus. You see in scripture that they went back to old habits. They started fishing again. It's almost as if they had forgotten their kingdom calling and their, their kingdom purpose. They let fear begin, began to, to run their decisions. And, and at one point, actually in Mark 14, 50, when it says that Jesus is being arrested, it says that they all deserted him and they fled him and they started living in isolation and in fear. And that's some of us right now. Some of us are living in fear. We're going back to old habits. We've lost hope in, in our calling or maybe a purpose in our life. Maybe we've begun to live in isolation beyond what we need to. But if that's you and, and you're struggling with that right now, then you need to have grace for yourself this morning. You need to be able to forgive yourself this morning because Jesus still loves you. He absolutely still wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to help you with all of those different things. But one of the keys, one of the important parts of living in the waiting happens when we shift our focus from primarily looking at the death of Jesus to looking at the life of Jesus, to shifting our hearts off of the death and towards the resurrected Lord. And I'm not saying that, that you should just ignore all, all of the hardships you're experiencing right now. That would, be, that would be inappropriate and very unpastoral for me to say to you in this moment. We definitely don't want to avoid the scriptures that talk about the death of Jesus Christ. Those are incredibly important to our theology and our faith, all I'm saying is that if we hyper-focus on everything that we've lost during the season, if we hyper-focus on all of the things that are dying away in our lives, that it's gonna be really difficult in this season to lift your head to heavens, to lift your heart to the heavens and live a life of expectation and faith with Jesus. So I wanna ask you this morning, in the waiting, what's your focus? Where is your heart spending most of its time? On the death or on the resurrection? On the things that you've lost or the things that maybe Christ wants to bring to life in your walk with him? Because again, the resurrection, it changes everything and it absolutely changes how we wait together. Let's take a look at a few passages where the followers of Jesus did a great job waiting, especially when you see that their focus shifted from death to life. And just so you know, this morning, I'm gonna share these kind of as declarative statements. Some of the statements might come off as, as kind of strong statements. And I did that on purpose. I, I will do that on purpose. You'll hear it in this talk this morning because I really feel like, like God is inviting us to take a stand together as a spiritual community. That he's inviting us to, to build our life on faith in his resurrection, believing that he has uh, even better things planned for us in the future. So let's step into this with a holy kind of expectation this morning. First, when we sit in the waiting, in the waiting, I will say that I will pray. In the waiting, I will 
pray. Once the disciples started to focus on the resurrected life of Jesus, it says they gathered for prayer all of the time. Listen to Acts 1.14. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women and the brothers of, and the brothers of Jesus, excuse me. They were constantly united in prayer. And yes, they gathered and, and it's hard for us to gather right now, but they prayed and it says they prayed constantly. One of the best things that you can do, one of the best ways that you can wait and navigate this kind of life of the in-between is to commit to living a lifestyle of prayer. Now, I don't wanna spend a lot of time on this section uh, this morning because our series right after Easter is all gonna be about the power of prayer. I'm really excited about going through that series together. We'll start that next week, but I at least have to talk about it this morning because it's, it was one of the primary weapons of the early church. One of the primary weapons of the disciples was to find themselves consistently in the place of prayer, connecting with God and asking for him to move on behalf of the church all around the world. In the waiting, in the waiting, I will pray. This is why we gave you an hourglass in your bag. Now the hope and the idea behind this is that you'll put this somewhere in your house, maybe in a really high traffic area. And every time you walk past this hourglass, you'll just flip it over and you'll start to pray as the sand goes from the top to the bottom. This lasts 60 seconds. And I've said it before, I will say it again, never underestimate the power of a 60 second prayer. They can change the world. And so I realize it's not maybe the most beautiful thing that you've ever seen in your life. So it, it might mess up the, the vibe that you have going in your church or your living room, but nobody's coming over anyway right now. So put it in a high traffic area. And every time you walk past it, just flip that over and begin to pray. Maybe pray for your neighborhood. Pray for our church. Pray that God would come and heal people. Maybe you have a list of people who you know who are sick. You could pray for them by name. Pray for yourself and pray for your family. Maybe even just take a moment to close your eyes and just say, come Holy Spirit, help me to experience your love right now. And put this in a place where you can pray frequently maybe even constantly like we read the disciples did throughout your day. Your prayer life is so incredibly vital at all times, but especially in the waiting. In the waiting, I will pray. Well, if you just flip to the next chapter of Acts, Acts chapter two, you see another really important piece of waiting. This is our second point this morning. In the waiting, I will gather. In the waiting, I will gather. And I realize we can't gather face to face, but, but what we're doing right now with the, with the worship team and the live stream and the ways that we can chat and interact with one another, this is still incredibly important to your spiritual lives. It is important for you to gather with, with family and friends and your spiritual community on a variety of different digital platforms. I would encourage you to guard this time, put an alarm on your phone, put a reminder in your calendar, get that cup of coffee or, or maybe that extra cup of hot chocolate this morning and, and grab those things and commit to, to be continually being together and gathering with your spiritual family during this time. It is so important. Acts 2.42 says all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. They were committed to fellowship. And so as best as you can, I wanna invite you to make this a normal part of your week, gathering as a spiritual community. You know, earlier, uh, when the disciples were focused on the death and the arrest of Jesus Christ, you see them living an isolated life. You see them running in all kinds of different directions, even deserting Jesus. But when they fixed their eyes on his resurrection and they began to have experiences and encounters with the risen Lord, they were committed at that point to fellowship. And I think that we can continue to be about that as well. I will pray. I will gather, and next, in the waiting, I will remember. 
I will remember. Before Jesus' death, he met with his disciples and they broke bread together. They shared in, in something so special, something we call the Last Supper. Jesus said in Luke twenty two nineteen, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And from that point forward, all through the early church, whenever the church would gather, they would share in communion, in remembrance of all that Jesus has done. And in a moment, we're gonna take communion together. We're gonna to remember together what Jesus has done for us. We will declare his death, but we will look with incredible anticipation for his resurrection and trusting in that. The early church did this all of the time. They took communion all of the time. And I'm so excited that we were able to hand out communion elements to our church family so that we could participate in that in a moment as well. Finally, from the text that I read earlier this morning, in the waiting, I will testify. In the waiting, I will testify. Luke 24, verse nine. So the women rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. I love that. I love that the women of God did such an awesome job in this text. They just, they just had an awesome say. I mean, if you can imagine, they go to the tomb with the spices and the perfume so that they can honor the burial site of Jesus Christ, but he's not there. He's not there. And then they have this encounter with these angelic beings who say, why are you looking for a dead man? Don't you remember that Jesus said this was going to happen? And he said that he was gonna come back to life. And of course he has, he's been raised from the dead. And it says they were terrified, but filled with joy. Like many of us right now, we almost have one foot in fear and one foot in faith. And that's okay, despite their fear, they ran back to tell the disciples and catch this, it says in verse nine, and everyone else, everything that they had seen and all that the Lord had done in the waiting, I will testify. I will tell people of God's goodness. I will tell people of the way that he's forgiven me. I will tell people of his provision and his love. While I wait, I will not be silent. And that's the invitation for all of us that while we're waiting, we will testify. What is, what is God doing in your life right now? What can you share with someone else about how he's shaping your heart and shaping your life? How is he providing for you and caring for your every need? How are you learning to pray or to dig into scripture or to trust him in new ways? What is God doing in your life and how can you share that with someone else? And people right now are, they are ready to have spiritual conversations. And the invitation is, is for us to bring a testimony to the world of all that God has done. This is why in, in your Easter bags, we had these little note cards for you. I would just encourage you to go old school and just actually write in these with a pen and mail them to somebody. And if you wanna love our city and love our business owners, I would encourage you to maybe get a gift card from a, from a local restaurant or a coffee shop and, and slip that gift card in there and just write an encouraging note to someone that you love and talk about God's faithfulness and talk about God's love, not only in your life, but in what you see in them as well. Testify of God's beauty in this time. In the waiting, I think, it, I think it's easy to shrink back. It's, it's easy to be silent, but instead the invitation from the gospel of Luke is for us to bring a testimony to the world around us. So as I close this morning, I just, I just wanna ask simply again, how, how are you waiting? Are you waiting like the disciples when, when maybe they were focused on death? Or are you waiting like the disciples when they were focused on the resurrection? Are old habits creeping in? Are, are fear and, and isolation becoming new friends of yours? Or, or maybe you have a dream that you once had that's kind of died during this time and, and you need Jesus' the life of Christ to come and bring resurrection to that dream or to that calling. I think the invitation is here for all of us to, to wait like the disciples waited, to have lives filled with prayer 
and community and, and communion and to have lives marked with the testimony of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. Remember that the resurrection changes everything and it absolutely changes how we can wait together this Easter. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that even as the disciples made mistakes, one by one, you, you drew them back into your love. And I know right now you're drawing us into your love. That even as we've made mistakes over the last few weeks, you have forgiveness for us. You have love for us and you're drawing us closer and closer to yourself. Help us to wait like the disciples when they focused on your resurrection, full of prayer and gathering and remembering and having a life filled with the testimony of your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, right now, after the message at, at every Vineyard service, we always move into a time of reflection. And in place of that reflection today, we're actually gonna take communion together as a spiritual family. I'm so excited that we're able to do this together. Last couple days, we handed out hundreds of these little communion elements together. And I'm excited that people all over Northern Colorado and, and maybe even all over the nation are gonna be able to participate in communion together. And so if you, if you didn't get one of our Easter in the bags, don't worry, you have time right now to run to your kitchen. You can grab some bread, you can grab some juice, really anything that will help symbolize the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus for you. Just go ahead and, and grab that and you can still join us in this communion. I think this is gonna be a really special moment. I'll invite the band to come back up and they'll, they'll play as well, just kind of quietly behind us as we pray and take communion. But more than anything, more than, more than my talk, more than getting all the details together, this has been the part of the service I have been praying about the most. That as we're scattered around, we can be unified in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That even as we're all in our own homes, we can cherish and we can honor and we can worship Jesus for all that he has done for us. At the Last Supper, Jesus took the bread took the bread and he said, this is my body given for you. Take this in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup and he said, this represents a new covenant, a new kind of way that we're going to do our relationship, a way where I will wash away all of your sins and you no longer have to call me master, but you can call me friend. This cup represents my blood poured out as a sacrifice for you. Every time we take communion, every time we take the bread and we take the cup, we remember that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, that he took all of our sins upon himself. He took our death the very things that disqualified us from a relationship with God, he took upon himself. And he shed his blood for us. It says in scripture, so that our sins could be washed away and we could be made white, white as snow. This is the sacrifice that Jesus has made for you and for me so that we could be in an eternal relationship with God. Every time we do this, he says, do this in remembrance of me, declaring the death of Jesus, but trusting in his resurrection. So right now, all across our city, all across the nation, whether you're by yourself or with your family, let's take communion together. Pray with me. Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your body. Thank you that it was broken for us. Thank you that we don't have to break ourselves, but that you took our place. And thank you for the blood that was shed on the cross. 
that signifies a new covenant, a new kind of way we can do relationship with you. We receive the forgiveness that you have for us now. We lay all of our sins at your feet and we thank you for the way that your blood washes us clean. Help us to do this in remembrance of you. with you, to join with you in loving Jesus and receiving all that he has for us. We're going to continue to respond together and we're going to do that in all the ways that we always do. with us. We would invite you to lift your voices in your home and worship with us. The lyrics are on your program. You can receive prayer at any point during our response. You can click that live chat button. A little window will pop up and one of our hosts will pray with you. And 100% of that conversation will remain confidential. We would just love to, to pray with you this morning. You can give online as as God has been generous with you we would invite you to be generous back to him through a, through an act of a tithe or an offering this morning and you can also give your life to Christ right now in the chat window we'll put something there if you want to start a relationship with Jesus Christ today you can do that by clicking that button over the course of the last few weeks as we've done this live stream we've had over 9 people give their life to Christ isn't that amazing and you might be tuning in with us right now and you might have never started a relationship with Jesus. Maybe for whatever reason, you've just never made that decision. Perhaps you've walked away from the Lord and you've focused largely on, on just the negative aspects of, of your own life and that's led you astray. God might be bringing you back to the family this morning. If you wanna give your life to Christ right now, you can do that. The Bible says that as long as you believe that Jesus Christ came and died for you and was raised back to life, and, and as long as you're willing to make him the Lord of your life, that you will be saved, not just for eternity, but also right now that you can begin experiencing the transforming power of Jesus today and forever. If that's you, we would love to celebrate that with you. And you can make that decision this morning as well. There's lots of ways to respond. So let's do all of those things as God leads us this morning. Let's worship and pray together. In times of joy, in times of peace, in times of sorrow, in times of grief, you're still small voice can speak so clearly when darkness comes and I am afraid when I am alone and lost my way you're still small
you lift this up with us? I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing in the middle of a storm. Louder and louder. I'm going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. Up from the ashes. so much for joining us this Sunday morning. As always, our prayer is that this has been a special Sunday morning service for you. We have been praying for you. We just love being part of this spiritual family, and we're so glad that you've joined us to celebrate Easter together. As we go our ways, let's remember that we can be people of prayer, people who gather still even in this manner, people who can remember the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and people who will testify to the world around us that we serve a good and holy and mighty God. Happy Easter, God bless you and have a great Sunday. Thanks.